so interestingly, Morgan, um, you are just about to go in the sauna and um, I have just come back from the sauna to do a podcast with you. And when I was in the steam room, I could smell cheesy cock. So someone's obviously gone in there with a cheesy cock. He's had a wank and hasn't washed himself. He's had sex with his partner and he hasn't washed himself. And I go in the steam room. There's like six other guys there and I'm laying down and I can smell what only can be described as cheesy cock. Right. And so I'm looking around thinking, you look like a grubby old prick. I don't think you will have good hygiene. And then I'm thinking, does he know? Can he smell it as well? Can she smell it? Like, is everyone like just not talking about the elephant in the room here? And um, so I sort of walked out because it was just like, it wasn't very nice. And then I came in when no one was in there and the cheesy cock is still in the steam. So <laughs> like 20 minutes later, the smell was still in the air. And so I thought to myself, when they air the steam tonight, then it's just going to disappear. And then um, the, the point I was getting at is, is that smelly vagina and cheesy cock is a natural part of life. It is natural body fluids becoming stagnant. Like if you leave a, a, a dead plant or a tree um, and it just sits there in the winter or the autumn, it's going to start to rot and it's going to suddenly start to smell. If you leave a banana or there's a dead body or what dead animal there, it's going to start to smell. Nothing can be pretty, like a pretty fanny can't stay pretty forever. Completely nice, smooth, and the balls are all like hair free. Nothing stays pretty and perfect forever. You've got to take the good with the bad, a.k.a. sometimes somebody might have a smelly cock or a fishy fanny. (laughs) Okay, yes to all of that. Um, Something that, yeah. I've been really tuning into just like what what life really actually is and that we don't have any control over the forces of nature. And there is an importance of maintenance though. So it's like, mm, um, I think there's a fine line between letting our bodies just, you know, take care of themselves naturally, but also utilizing the modern world that we live in to help to maintain our bodies and especially our hygiene because proper hygiene can increase longevity but there are some people that just aren't supposed to have longevity so kind of let them take care of themselves as they will like for example I went through a phase of when I had my awakening of not wearing deodorant and not brushing my teeth and not using shampoo and shower products I still don't use shampoo and shower products right I use shampoo to do my hair but I don't wash with anything I don't clean my ass with anything just water i do my teeth but um i went for a phase of not using deodorant because i wanted to sort of embrace nature and how humans operated years ago before lynx was out there or um you know deodorant and shit and um my sister my parents used to say you stink like you're walking around the house you're laying on the couch you stink and then i realized okay in nature we'd be outside in the summer when it's really hot, I'm not smell. I don't smell. I'm not sweating. I'm sweating, but it's not BO smell because I'm outside in the air. So any um, sweat kind of just dries up. And then I realized, why do we smell of AKA BO? And I realized it's when you're indoors. So if I come out the shower and I don't wear deodorant or I don't put a t-shirt on or I wear a dressing gown, my armpits stink. Like I could do a, play a football match, nothing. But when I come out the, I come out the shower, I put a dressing gown on, stink. And I was like, okay, why is this? And I analyzed it. It's the fake heat. I'm in a house full of fake heat, right? Middle of the night, Mm -hmm. it's cold outside. So my body clock is like set to the universe, set to being cold, whatever. Yeah, I'm in a fake house. So my body's like, hang on a sec. 
it's cold, but I'm hot. What's going on? So it's kind of like fucked up with its own temperature system. And then that that's that's that smell is your body fluids. But rather than kind of evaporating in outdoor air, it's becoming stagnant because there's no fresh air. It's like trapped in my top, trapped in my dressing gown. So now you've got, again, back to the fishy fanny smell, you've just got those fluids just there, kind of just absorbing in each other and kind of just fermenting, right? And um, I, re- I realise it's a man- man-made smell, um, B.O. And so you could say it's a cheesy cock a man-made smell, quite possibly, because in the animal kingdom, when the animal mounts the other animal... Um, well, it's certainly not woman-made. <laughs> I mean, of course. But no, no, when you think about the animal kingdom, right? When, when, the, when the animal mounts the female, they're not having like a two-hour passionate evening of sex. He's in, he's thrusting, like maybe seven thrusts because he's not had, he's not had sex since last summer, so it's really fucking horny, and he's going to come within like, what seven seconds. So maybe he doesn't have chance to get like enough fluids on his cock for it to smell because he's in and he's out right or you could say because he's outdoors anyway that it kind of just dries up whereas we put pants on we put knickers on so those smells just like get trapped right and then the heat just makes it worse so again is a cheesy cock a man-made smell it's a fishy fanny and man-made smell is bo man-made smell and what i realized is is that once when i was looking at a girl she smelled like bo and i was like that's interesting why does she smell like my armpits and then i realized it's that the fluids is sweat Okay, coming out of our pores and being trapped in the knickers, in the dressing gown, in the T-shirt, that's creating a BO smell. And I was like, interesting. It's all it's a man-made smell, like a kind of, you know, that 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 BO smell, right? And not necessarily fishy fanny smell, that could be like a bacterial type of thing. But um Well, I think that I think that it's definitely both. But I do think just like every other part of life, we do play a role in how things actually sequence and but I would say that you know I I know there are animals and people probably were smelling a couple thousands of years ago when there wasn't you know the awareness of hygiene but also who's to say I believe that our ancients were far more advanced than people want to think they were um, and that they had pretty keen awareness of how to properly maintain like a a truly healthy lifestyle. Um, But I would say that like, you know, odors are natural, but they can definitely be impacted by the amount of synthetics we are consuming. And those synthetics definitely come from like the paint on the walls that I'm sitting inside of right now uh, is petrochemicals. And I think we've talked a little bit about this before is they will forever leach into the atmosphere. And so, yes, I am definitely anytime I'm indoors, you know, unless it's like a tree house made out of completely raw wood, um, I'm definitely more or less marinating in the synthetic chemicals that are leaching from the products that I am utilizing in the space. And what's interesting is obviously we know. You know, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, we need yeah. oxygen to um to live, right? And I think to myself, mm-hmm. I'm in this steam room, right? The door's closed. There's steam. There's lots of people coming in and they're breathing carbon dioxide. So what's the level of carb? What's the level of oxygen in that steam room? Or what's the level of oxygen in a house that isn't aired out? So if you have a house without, if you have a house that you don't open the windows often because somebody likes to smell their own familiar smells, right? And when they air the house, it becomes different. 
I wonder what the oxygen rate is because it can't be pretty I, low. I would imagine be, yeah. pretty low. I, and then also sunlight, of course, is very important. Sunlight itself it can be antibacterial. So if you're, you know, we know that in dark, wet environments, that's where moss and mold and bacteria grows. But once there is a certain amount of light exposure, um, especially from the sun, then whatever life was growing could, probably could just die in an instant. That is very interesting because, you know, I said when I'm outside in, in the sun, like 30 to 40 degrees, right? And I'm sweating, but I'm not smelling a B.O. You're saying that the sun is kind of killing the bacteria, whereas when I'm oh, indoors absolutely. and I'm wearing a T-shirt out the shower, I fucking stink, right? Like a chicken biryani. And um, that's because there's no sun to kill the bacteria. That is so interesting. It just explains well, exactly something... why. Yeah, people, I mean, I'm not, I don't know, but I know that I don't know. And I know that I know a little bit more than like the average person um, the qualities of the sun rays, you know, there's a lot going on in just the sun shining on this planet alone, that if we had more awareness of life on earth, especially in humanity would probably be drastically different. Um, you know, like, you know, like when, when we sleep, we have that smell that comes off our body, right? Because if you don't open a window, you walk into somebody's room, you can smell a sleep smell, right? And I, I think that goes back to um, back in the day when you'd recognize if there was a wild animal there. So, for example, if you've walked into a jungle and that animal's sleeping, you'd smell there's an animal sleeping. So you won't notice awake. So you might go past it and risk getting eaten. But you'd smell it like its paws would be like a lion's paws would be given off that sleep smell. So you'd recognize there is an animal there, even though you might not be able to smell it. And um, I've noticed that when I open my window... I wake up and I don't feel like muggy and um, like just it's like a like a mugginess in the air. And also when I open a window, I wake up and there's no bogeys in my nose. I don't have to blow my nose because the if you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about crypto and how it's the future. I've learned from all my mistakes through trial and error since 2015 and I never make a mistake twice. I was going round in circles investing small amounts that I decided just to trust my intuition and go for it properly with big money. And so I borrowed £7,000 on the credit cards, which was a massively ballsy move, which I would tell no one to do, and got my balance up to 35 k in two months. So I've decided to set up a Discord group where I will inform the group when I'm placing my trade and what coin I'm trading so you can copy me if you wish. I compound my balance but you can trade with whatever amount you can afford to lose. I trust myself and my system enough to trade with a million pounds which I will do one day soon but that's me. You're in control whether you copy me or don't. There is no fee. Join my Discord group to receive real-time notifications when I trade. Link is in the podcast description. Whether you join or not I will still be trading. The only difference is you can do too. The air is circulating as I'm moving around. Dust is coming off my bed sheets and my quilt and my pillow, and dust is building up in the air. And where's it going? It's going in the air and it's going right back down on the quilt where it came from. And I'm moving, yeah. it goes back up again. So I wake up with loads of bogeys. Whereas if I had the window open, air is circulating constantly. Any dust that's there is moving around, it's going up the window. And well, if there's two streams of airflow, so you will you'll need to have more than just one window open. You'll need to have either one window open and your bedroom door so that the flow is actually able to move. Otherwise um the the 
potential airflow will actually just like vacuum in the threshold of the window. Because what have you noticed, right? When you've got your door closed and the window's open and it's like a windy night, your door rattles. You can hear the door like moving mm-hmm. against the, the wall. So the air is like going around the room, kind of trying to escape through the door, but it isn't. So it's kind of like just going around. Does the air eventually go back out? So there's dust in the room. No. The open. The air's not going no, back out. No, no, no. You'll need to have two ways for the air to move through for it to properly circulate. So if there's a window open, and so, something that is really important and is actually considered to be a significant spiritual practice as well is cleanliness and hygiene. And so to, to know that, of course, we want to be able to just allow the natural world to provide everything that we need it to provide. Yes. Um, but also that we understand that the natural world gets dirty and bacteria grows and um, that our environment and especially our bodies is, you know, more or less the first extension of our spirit into the material plane. And so the cleaner we keep our bodies and our space in which we lay our bodies to rest, you know, um, that is a direct reflection of where we're at spiritually, if you're, you know, tuning into that intention. Of course, there are people who keep their environments like pristine and they're not, you know, considering themselves to be spiritual. But for myself, um, one of the most important things for me is to maintain my space, starting with my vessel and then, you know, my bedroom and then my bathroom and the kitchen, um, because I don't feel like I can receive uh, true, true nutrients. If it's coming through an environment that's dirty and grimy. Yes. Every time I wake up, first thing I do is open the window, right? Even if it doesn't really smell, I open the window. Cause I know that like during the night I'm breathing in the oxygen, breathing out carbon dioxide. You can't see it and you're not going to die, but the level of oxygen is going to be reduced compared to what it was say when I went to bed. Right. And so over time, if you're breathing in say, 50% oxygen as opposed to 78% or whatever the ratio is, where you're breathing in more carbon dioxide, well, your cells aren't going to respire the correct way as they should do. Like a tree isn't going to grow as powerfully in the sun if you have a fake indoor lamp, right? It might have the same, kind of the same effect, but it's not going to have the same effect. So airing your house regularly is so so is so it's so important for the growth of your body like your cells like you need oxygen to grow um mm-hmm. and yet people don't breathe in oxygen that goes back to like say car pollution can you imagine like walking down a street every single day or even being in a traffic jam with your window open or walking to work every day going to the train every day people are breathing in shit quality of air every day on the way to the supermarket that they don't even realize it that over time your body's being fed like poisonous gases, not oxygen. And it's going to have a massive effect on your health. And obviously people do have so much health issues these days, but quality of air outdoors, we, we speak about like pollution and shit, but indoor air, Christ, if people don't like air their environment or their clothes or their bed sheets, people don't even change their bed sheets like often, but you can see how mm-hmm. this mugginess bacteria 
fungus builds up like like when it's I, death you're literally laying <clears throat> you're laying in dead matter yeah if i am um, sleep on my face i get spots on that side why because <clears throat> my skin is is live until it shreds and it's bacteria and it's like things are growing on it like elephant man for example and if i'm lying on my face i'm sitting in all that bacteria from yesterday or mm-hmm. just during the day if i was sitting on my bed and i've been sitting on a park bench sitting on a train then i sit on the bed then i lay on the fucking bed which i've after sitting on a train all day you can just imagine all the shit and bacteria and crap that's going around um and then it goes all over your face and like any plant we any tree fungus can grow from it we're no different to um to to a tree like elephant man like is basically just uh, a human being with like fungus on his face imagine laying on your bed and you just put yourself on all this fungus and shit people get spots like that and teenage people they got very bad hygiene they're not really their their life's a mess their bedroom's a mess and then they have bad acne so that's one of the factors why i say a teenager might have bad spots because they're not changing their sheets regularly or they're laying on their front and they're literally laying on yesterday's dead dead cells and the day before and the day before from probably two Mm -hmm. weeks ago so Mm -hmm. even like laying on the couch so something there's two things actually as you're speaking on this that come up for me is like of course, we want to know that like when we're going outside that we are getting that fresh air, but it's important to take into consideration that especially if you're living in any kind of cityscape, the density of the air is significantly different than the density of the air if you're in the middle of the forest or a completely rural environment. So obviously get outside, get that fresh air that is available to you in the city, but also do everything in your own power to make sure that you're not completely dependent on that, but you're also relying on all the other tools that you do have access to, to maintain yourself on a cellular level. And the second thing that comes up that just ties into that is like every single cell has its own metabolism. And so you're talking about making sure that our cells receive proper oxygen, right? And, and that's something that is actually going to start taking over. Like the health industry probably in the next couple of years is the awareness of metabolic health and how to maintain our vessel on a metabolic level. Because even if we think we're taking in all the nutrients we need, if we don't understand how our cells are actually able to take in certain nutrients and how quickly our cells, you know, die and reproduce. And I mean, again, like, this is something that I'm just starting to like get a little bit of insight into. I don't hardly know anything about, but I do have the awareness that really my job is to maintain myself on a cellular level. And I have access to that, you know, like we literally have access to every molecule that's inside of us, every cell that's inside of us. And it's important for us to have that awareness that like when we're eating food, when we're drinking water, when we're breathing air, um, when we're sweating in the sauna, that is all affecting us on a cellular level. Yeah, so at my, my, my place, you've got the sauna and you've got a plunge pool, a freezing cold plunge pool. So you go in and force your body to adapt to its 
climb it like you suddenly jump starts the car like you've been stagnant for ages and suddenly you jump starting it and like we wear clothes all the time we're indoors all the time really nice heat to have nice hot showers the reality is is that unless it's hot no water's hot right the sun makes a puddle makes a pond makes a bit of sea water hot but most water even the ocean isn't like as hot as we have baths and showers and so putting yourself under good stress like that just jump starts your whole body like just imagine we are built to adapt to the different climates like animals shred their skin when it's the sun and like fur falls off and in winter it goes back thick like we have that same capability and so putting your body through like good stress like really cold temperatures and really hot temperatures is only going to be good for yourself and um when i think about how most countries their water supply is sewage filtered through loads of metals and chemicals and mm. chlorine and all that type of shit. We're drinking literage water. So we're drinking, say, two liters a day. But we have to understand why we're drinking water in the first place. It's to give our cells the correct nutrients. And if you think about natural rainwater that animals go to in a swamp, in a river, in the sea, or even like coconut water or water from plants and trees, that's pure natural water. You've got all natural elements in that. Humans, we're drinking tap water, right? Because it's easier for a, like mass amounts of humans to stay alive because the government can just feed them water. But are we actually giving ourselves the things that we need from that water? The answer is no. How can your body make benefit no. of chlorine and fluoride and all the metals and the piping and like a 30-year-old a copper pipe that's been in a house for 30 years? There's metal fragments coming off that. Sewage water, all the chemicals that were in that sewage water to make it healthy. I mean, fucking hell, where, where do you even start? And then the lime scale in the water. How is our body supposed to do anything with that? Like, it's just insane. Like, and that's why so many people have disease. I, I, even mm. if you boil the water you're killing any bad shit but you're not doing anything like it's like feeling a plant coke it's got the literage but it's that you can't do anything with the coke it needs water right you know we're not matching the patterns like square has to go with a square a square is trying to be going with a triangle exactly. it doesn't fucking fit right and so that's something that's huge too is that you know even even if you have like a really good water filtration system for your municipal water that is being provided, you know, by your local government or whatever, the water is still fractured. It is not actually structured in a way where it can hydrate your cells. It's not a square able to fit into a square. It's like a completely shattered pattern and it does not plug in on a cellular level. And so something else that uh, I'm considering and I've been taking into consideration a lot more, especially over this last year, is that also is what I'm taking in feeding my brain because like the water that I drink, I, I have probably like literally the best water that you could access coming from a tap. In fact, I know that I do. And it's actually been restructured and it is able to pass through the blood-brain barrier. And so not only is it able to be absorbed into my cells, but it's actually even going up into my brain because here we are, we, we know that our perception of reality is experienced through the brain. And so if we're not even able to properly nourish the health of our brain, then how are we going to perceive reality in a way that is, you know, um, 
feeling like it's nourished, right? Like your brain is craving nutrients. Your brain is craving proper hydration. And you're wondering like, why is it that I'm waking up every morning and just like immediately sad or immediately feeling just like defeated? Like I haven't even done anything yet today and I already feel defeated. It's because our brains are wondering like, where the heck is my nutrients? Like, how do you expect me to perceive reality through a higher point of focus if you're not actually making sure that I'm receiving the nutrients that I need in order to do that? Yeah, if our brain is like 80% water and it will take like the good water and filter out the toxins through our kidneys, whatever it is, from thinking all day, then it's like you use it, you replace it, you use it, you replace it, use it, you replace it. When we're drinking like tap water or fake water with metals and chlorine and chemicals in even like Coke, Red Bull, milk or whatever, orange juice, as healthy as that is, your body's like, okay, that's fine, it's good. But I need the water because I need to remove this old water with all these toxins in because you think excessively. And uh, but I'm not getting anything to replace this. I need to hold on to it until you give me some proper water. And now it's like it's like bathing in your own bath water again and again and again. It's like being in a pool with no chlorine and everyone's in that pool every single day. You're just sitting in stagnant water. And what happens in stagnant water in the garden? You get those little mosquitoes start to live in it, right? Those little. Well, then what do you think is gonna? If you drop a brain. If you drop a brain into that pool, like what do you, what's going to happen to that brain? Like imagine yeah. you've got the same pool you're just talking about that's just like circulating with nothing that is actually going to help to maintain proper longevity. You know, like you could not put a plant, you know what? I actually one time found a frog. I was like seven years old <laughs> and I found a frog on put my neighbor's front porch. No, and I put it on a, beautiful leaf in my swimming pool and I was like this frog is gonna love being in the swimming pool and I did not realize chlorine the quality of the water literally killed that frog within less than a incredible. day I mean that's so incredible like you know from being in a spa right all the bubbles that come from uh the jacuzzi right it's not it's not like bubbles in a bubble bath, right? It's chemicals, right? It's the chemicals. As soon as the jacuzzi stops, there is no bubbles, right? So that it was quite crazy. I mean, obviously, I, I do believe that chlorine is good for your skin, as in it, it makes you not age quicker. Like it, it's quite, it dries your skin, it tightens your skin. Like it could be the cure for less wrinkles. I spend so much time in it. I look so young, but after the spa, my face is all tight and no wrinkles. So could that be like a way of anti-aging? Who knows? But the point is that sitting in all those chemicals can't actually be good for you. Like we're absorbing that water into our body. Does that mean I've got chlorine going around my body and into my brain and into my kidney? Because we absorb shit. You know, if you touch, say, um, uh, opioid or whatever it's called, um, if you touch like a chemical, that could, what's that a drug in America that's killing everyone off? Um, there's so many. <laughs> fentanyl right if you touch fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl yeah. and it can go into your bloodstream into your skin so if i am sitting in chlorine is that going into my skin yes is it absorbed into my body yes is it going into my brain yes but i can't so I that's haven't... why we go ahead finish. no no I'm, I'm done and that's why it's like so you're talking about chlorine and that there are and that's why we tune in on a cellular level because it's like okay so it's quickly 
acting. So you've got this chlorine, it did what it was going to do. And then you nourish your cells immediately thereafter, because how long does it take for a cell to die and reproduce itself? Not long at all. A simple breath is the death and creation of thousands and probably millions of cells in the body. So it's just, it's realizing that we have a turnover and it is happening rapidly in every single moment. And so it's like, sure, if you want to sit in your bathtub and, you know, there, there are some man added chemicals in the bathtub that make your skin feel nice and taut, then just make sure you oil your body up with some really good, clean, organic oils immediately after. Because you just killed, you killed a layer of cells that was, you know, cool. Now it's shed. And now you've got a whole new layer of cells that are needing to be taken care of. So you just maintain that. Right. Anything you want to promote before we end this? Um, you know what? Like I could, but no, I just am like, I really, anybody who feels any kind of inclination to connect with me further, like, please reach out. That's it. What's your Instagram? Find out how I, my Instagram is Morganic with two R's, M-O-R-R-G-A-N-I-C. Um, we're living that more organic life, (laughs) but yeah, we'll figure out how I can serve you once you've connected with me, because really I'm like, I'm going to meet you where you're at, but I'm also going to maintain a certain level. So you're going to maybe need to meet me where I'm at a little bit too. Right. Wait there. I'm going to stop. Hey y'all, if you've made it to the end of listening to my podcast, would you mind rating me and leaving a review? And if you want to see what I get up to in my days off, then follow me on Instagram. It's yes, King Oliver. Bye.